Welcome to the Help My Unbelief podcast, the number one Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. What's up, guys? <laughs> That's how we kick the show off. Yeah. By the uh, way. See, he gives you no warning. He just. That's I'm just going to go ahead and say it so I, so I don't forget. Coco Medic, um, the guy that does our clips, and he was from episode, oh, good Lord, what episode 45. were you? 45. 45. Episode 45. That's the one you recorded. Dude, that was so long ago. 45? Wow, dude. More Time goes by five. Yes, and we are 56, on. 56, isn't it? 15. We are on 56 now. Yeah. But he does our clips. He's in studio today, and he's going to be fielding a call with us today. So that's yeah, cool. I'm kind of excited. I've never sat next to a chocolate medic. So, <laughs> so, so, chocolate medic. So do you heat up the Hershey bars and put them back together? Or what what so do you do? Maybe we should. So my nickname, Coco, my name's actually Kyle. And when I met my wife, her son had a hearing problem. And he had to get tubes in his ears. He was a little delayed learning how to talk and everything. So he, when he heard my name, Kyle, that's just how he pronounced it. He pronounced it Coco. So it kind of stuck with us throughout huh. the whole time. And I use it on, like, all my, when I play Xbox, it's my nickname on my Xbox or on TikTok or whatever. So Larry's like, oh, Xbox, what's it. that? Now yeah. I know what Xbox is. Now I get it. I Coco have a, I have a medic. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. That was, a, cool. that was a paramedic. For hey, can you turn me down a little bit? Sorry. Now, I understand that. I got a PlayStation 2. No, you don't. Do you really? Yeah, what do you it's play? In a box. Oh, what do you play on? PlayStation uh, my two? games were Driver and Tiger Woods Golf. Oh, I love Tiger Woods Golf, dude. Driver was where it was at. Driver? Driver? Yeah. That was PlayStation 1, wasn't it? Or did uh, it go yeah, to PlayStation but I, 1, I had, yeah. I had, like, was there three of them or just two of them? Do you guys remember? There were more, yeah. I, I only ever played one, the first one. In the second one, he could get out and steal another car. It was kind of like the Grand yeah. Theft Auto where the first one, yeah. you were just stuck in your car. The See, mine yeah. was Contra. Contra? Oh, that's, that's real old. What the yeah. heck is that's Contra? Re- that's that was like Contra was like super, or Nintendo. it was regular Nintendo, or was it Super NES? Oh. I think it was regular Nintendo. Yeah, was was that Contra? Yeah, was man. that a uh, dude that ran around with a sword? And no, that was Zelda. Oh, guns. Zelda was the Zelda. You're sword. talking about Zelda? No, no, no. My I was on an arcade game that like um, my first one. You was, ran around with a sword. First one was Atari. And that I was had the very time. first yeah. home, home game. Yeah, and yeah. I remember Pong. Pong. I got Pong. Yeah. What about like, Pitfall? Yeah. I grew up with Pong. Uh, you ever played Pitfall? No, I didn't there's even like guy, Mario. There's this guy that ran like this. Yes, Pitfall. and then he would jump on a on a rope and it yep. got swing across the road. Catch it. Yeah, and you jump on alligators. I may have. I know when I bought my daughter's Nintendo 64, it came with Duck Hunt. What? Duck Hunt. Love Duck Hunt. That's Nintendo 64. That was like. Well, it might have. Okay. They had it on Nintendo. It was a Nintendo. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't a 64, and I didn't. Okay, whatever. But they were little kids. Yeah. And I, yeah, the, hey, I like to shoot, so that worked. Do you really? I love to shoot. Yeah. Hey, wait. Okay, there's a pause, so you can edit this real quick. I just wanted to say, and I, I'm sorry. Last week, we talked too much. We didn't delve into the story of the person we were talking to. You want me to edit this out? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you're right. Why? Because he's given you direction as the. Oh, I forgot to as mention a production it manager. 
Yeah. Oh, no, we're leaving this in. Are we? Yeah. Why don't we talk about this kind of stuff? Yeah. I, I felt like we didn't we didn't really get at her story. Yeah, I you said like that at the end. We just bounced around and, yeah. and used her as kind of a sounding board. <laughs> you know, we've done that periodically yeah. probably over the like the last like eight weeks we've done that i and felt his, like we did that with him too yeah i was yeah. gonna tell you um going back listening to that episode i was kind of like this one's gonna be a tough one to clip there's not much in here yeah um, with her with yeah, the girl yeah. yeah i mean she seemed she seemed super sweet some of the stuff that she did talk about and some of the stuff yeah. i already put out or got planned to put out was good but i'm kind of like yeah <laughs> already running out of material yeah. on it you know uh, when coco puts all clips of us talking that we probably did a bad job of right. getting the story <laughs> out of it, yeah. A little too much. yeah i think part of that part of that and i'll take a little bit of accountability for it is that whenever i could tell the like, guest is uncomfortable if i'm uncomfortable i'll talk a lot um or if i can't figure out how to like spur the conversation in them. I can always know I can get you guys talking if that makes sense. Like, and so you guys are my comfort zone, you know? And so I kind of stay away from the guests because let's be honest, this is uncomfortable, man. This is, this whole thing's uncomfortable, dude. Well, and I so, tried to be a little quieter last week. Um, you're quiet every week, honestly, like during the guest, you're quiet there. Now getting you to shut up in I'm the intro. And then, to them. Right. No, right. you do fine. I, I would say probably it's more of like, Probably a, a, a since I'm directing the show, it's it's probably a me deal. But for sure, like, yeah, we've got to watch that. It's something that I gotta I gotta do a better job of directing that conversation. So I'll take accountability for that one. It wasn't you that screwed well, up this time. It's fine. It's I don't do normal. I don't do uh, uh <laughs> you know chatter, nervous chatter, nervous banter. banter. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that. Yeah, I've got so yeah we 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 actually talked about that at the end of the show last oh, yeah, week buddy. I think yeah so okay. it's fine yeah we don't really edit anything out anyway it's just I mean I'm right. I'm gonna leave that in so far out so, um, so Coco came down and he's he's checking out our digs here and he says what we really need to do is upgrade our podcast room so that we have the the big table with the. With all the boom mics and so, yeah, yeah, actually, I said it didn't. Oh, that's yeah. what he said. With with lots of depth of field. Yeah, but I, I want yeah. I want I want Windows the big you know the big throne. Oh, he said it looks super pro. Yeah, the, the super you know the the thrones that one group has. Oh, he actually said, know. "Do you have a million dollars in this thing?" And I was like, "Pretty close." <laughs> Yeah, all right. I think it's more like something like fantasy uh, dollars. Man, you guys do a lot with this closet. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Did you trade a happy meal for this? <laughs> stuff? I think what I said was this is bigger than a closet. Was that right? And I was expecting a closet. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Um, I want to talk to you about something this week. And if you Why don't, you look at me. Yeah, I know what's coming, but <laughs> if you don't, you, do know what's, you know what's coming. That sucks. If you don't want to talk about it. Tell, sure, just tell me, and we'll, and we'll get on with it, okay? But you know how I, I say I protect you guys from I, most comments and stuff? I love my stuff. wife, yes. Okay, right. Yeah, because I'm going to bring up about the last eight girlfriends that have found you on the internet. No, your you last haven't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, that has all. nothing to do with that. Yeah. But, so, you guys get attacked more the, more often than, I, I just don't tell you because I feel like it, it shouldn't be something you guys know. I, I'm not going to let you guys... Just, be subject to that all the time because it, it sucks but one thing that i felt like you should at least have the opportunity to defend yourself and talk about because i got my shield of faith come on bring okay it. right wonder right. woman wait well, a minute don't do your head like that while i'm talking because i will not be able to get it out don't do this or whatever you're doing so 
Sorry. So one uh, a narrative that is starting to spark up um, on the internet is um, it has to do with you and your daughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. People are basically because you do talk about you and your daughter, but you're very vague about it. So there's people starting to fill in the lines of you and your daughter's story. And I want the story to come from you. People are basically starting to create this narrative that you don't talk to your daughter anymore because she's gay and that you're making that choice and that you discarded her. And because you're a Christian and she's gay, that you don't talk to her anymore. And I'm pretty sure that's false. And I just want you to come out with that. That way you can let people know what the, what the truth is there. Okay. Do you want to go into this a little more detailed? It's trust me. I just listen. Okay, I want first off, he did not prep me for this. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? Zach likes it raw. Oh, well, that's raw. Um, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. Seriously, I'm just trying to figure out how to get this started. Well. The, re- the reason why I'm bringing it up is because there is a narrative going out about it. People are getting to know us a little better on there, and there's people that don't like us that watch our stuff every single week, right? I mean, Coco can see that too. <laughs> They're there. Right? And so I think he's just going to die here, and it'll just make no. everything easier. <laughs> I, laughed and, I laughed and breathed in a mint that I was trying to get out of my mouth so that I could talk. Um, but I just wanted you... There's a narrative going out there, and I, I would rather the, the truth, because I know it's it's probably the worst subject for you. It's the most hurtful subject for you um, on the planet, and I know that for sure. Well, first off, let's remember that I have three daughters. Yeah. Not one. Right. This is my baby. But there's one about. of them you haven't talked to in three years. Right. This is my baby. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, our relationship has had a lot of difficulty yeah um i don't usually talk about exes in this format or any format actually i don't talk about exes at all first off you should never talk about an ex in front of your kids yeah um whatever your opinion you have of your ex needs to be privately shared with somebody who's not going to talk to her if you need to get it off your chest go scream it to god you know that's the truth of it the uh, the opportunity that I had with my daughter when she was born, I had this. Um, it was the first time that I had hyperextended my legs, and so I was going through dual knee surgeries. As soon as I got one done, then I was going to have another. So I was stuck at home on disability. It was my very first. Uh, the only actually the only time I ever did a, a workman's comp. So the rules and regulations I was very strict at adhering to, which meant that I didn't do any outside work like I normally do. Um, My wife at the time had to go to work. So that put me in a position of raising my baby, which was awesome. You know, she was little. So we, we played everything. She was like, you know, she's always right there. It's the only one of your daughters you got to spend that much time with? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's, that's the truth of it. Um, incidentally, I named all three of my daughters. Okay. And, uh, I mean, I had that opportunity to uh, do that. She's like 10 years younger than the rest of them. And so we had an awesome relationship. And about, I guess she was probably about three years old. 
is when uh, her mother removed me from the house. When she was three, you said? Well, yeah. Okay. She, I came home from work. She didn't believe I came home from work, so she sent me packing. Okay. Um, so my baby was yelling and screaming because I was there when we were having a war. So we kind of woke her up because I got in really late. And uh, at, at the time, I was doing phone sales. And there was times I would get it, – it's like – it's going to sound strange. I did outside sales phone or phone sales. And there were times that I would, could go to a an apartment complex, right, in the hood, dude, and have people coming up to my truck or actually my car, and I'd be getting them all signed up and everything and selling phones until 10 o'clock midnight yeah. know, until I ran out of what I had in the truck. Sounds like better call Saul. I, I was good at it. you probably never seen that. I know. I know. But go ahead. Keep going. People that know that show will be able to listen to it. Those that know, know. You watch Better Call Saul? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all good, man. (laughs) Must be. There's a difference between our age groups. Right. Okay. But continue. I'm sorry. (laughs) So I had this great relationship with her, but when that night I... um, I told her, which was the wrong thing to do, instead of leaving... I told her, I said, I got to go. And she was crying and screaming why I had to go. And I said, because your mom told me to. And so I, I grabbed just like overnight clothes and went to a hotel. I didn't realize that it was going to be a long-term thing. I really didn't. Um, I was having the opportunity to raise a child at that time that I did not have with my first two. And I don't know how much more connected I could have been with a child than I was with her. Um, so years later, I mean, I made, dude, I w- lived in San Antonio for a while. My job took me down there, and I was up here every other week like clockwork. I didn't miss. I didn't miss at all. I had an apartment up here, and I had my apartment in San Antonio. My world was chaotic. Um, but you never missed time with your I daughter. I never missed a time. I had to come up here... <laughs> Good grief. When wife one and wife two, they started battling over who gets the most child support. I was up here for court twice a month, you know. And if if one had 15 cents more than the other one, then they took me back. And, you know, I'm having to pay attorney fees. I'm having to pay. You know, I didn't even have an attorney because I couldn't afford it. You know, and and every bit of my money was attacked. Every bit of it. So... There was a lot of resentment, but I never once said anything with Angel. I wasn't going to say her name. Everyone knows who she is. It doesn't matter. I, Not everyone, but you. Ever, everyone that matters is going to know who I, she is. I never talked negative. Uh, there were, because of the situation that we had, um, I had the opportunity when I came in on Friday night. I was dating a girl, so I would take her out on Friday night, and then I would pick up my daughter about 9 o'clock on Saturday morning, and I'd keep her until about 6 p.m. on Sunday night, and then I would drive to San Antonio. So, you know, straight out. My record between Bethany and San Antonio is 5 hours, 30 minutes, and 30 seconds. Good grief, dude. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I I slowed down to 85 when I hit Fort Worth. (laughs) Dang, man. But most of the time, my foot was all the way down, and that little old Altima was, was humming down the road. 
Dang. It, you know, so, I mean, I, I could almost drive that drive without even Okay, so, so you... But I, I, you would stayed, say you, I stayed very steady in my relationship. You got, you were really close with this daughter. You'd say probably more close than anyone in the child years, that yeah. for sure. And then so, and then I moved back here. So I started attending church with mom because I moved in with mom to start with, and uh, I, I moved in with mom, and I was going to church. So I was taking taking my daughter to church every Sunday, and her mom had the audacity to come to my house and tell me that my daughter didn't want to go to church and she shouldn't have to go to church. And I'm like, well, uh, she's seven. She can't stay here at the house, and I go to church. This whole house goes to church on Sunday morning. Um, I ended up through everything. I lost my job <clears throat> with the phone company. And so I um, did everything I could to stay employed, Yeah, whatever I had to do. I just, you know, I did whatever I had to do. And uh, so I could keep the not fall behind in my child sport. That was the most important thing to me. And even though I'm paying one and those kids are, you know, 17, 18 years old, I'm still paying. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Angel was like, you know, seven or so. Uh, so I didn't miss payments. If I got behind, I caught it up as quickly as I could. Right. Because they were the type of women that hauled my butt to court every five seconds. So right. Um, a lot of anger, a lot of just, hatred even yeah. though i was going to church i wasn't really living it i was into bar playing pools and all you know and all that yeah. stuff um so about i guess she was nine or ten i had started driving a semi and i had gone on my road um and i had a, a dog given to me as a pit bull and so i had moved into marriage number three uh, I had a pit bull. He was a huge, huge pit bull. I mean, like, his head was, like, this big. Yeah. And his name was Crash. And there were some liability issues between him trying to attack the neighbor next door to my mom when I was not home. Um, when Angel was playing with him, he loved Angel. But when my nephew came over and they were kind of roughhousing with Angel, he got overprotective, which is what they do. And he pinned them in the shed like three or four different times, nipped at one, scratched one. So the liability issue came down to, I don't have anything to lose. They'll go after mom because she's the property owner. And I didn't want that to happen. So I chose between my kids and my dog. Dog went. Okay. Right. My daughter lost her cool. She was uh, angry at me and refused to see me for... Four years. Because of the dog? Three she got or four years, Because yeah. you got rid of the dog? Angel I did? I didn't get rid of it. Let's just leave it like that. Okay, okay gotcha. It was a liability issue. I couldn't pass it on to somebody else. Right, gotcha. All right. I so, got you. that's why, to this day, I won't own a dog. You know, that's my wife. She mentioned dog. I No, not, no dog. Because you love that dog so much. and, and no, Because I don't see, I, I'm, I'm not a person for animals. And it cost us. I don't have caused time. so much problems, yeah. So, so so that the so four had, years off that probably took a big toll on your relationship. Killed me, man. I, I got a little bit more involved in my drinking. Yeah, you know, um, tried to wash it away. It wouldn't help. Oh, yeah. I still tried to you know go to church and and um, I wouldn't live in it, but I was going to church. Yeah, as much as I could, and then arguing and fussing and fighting with this particular wife, um, and being gone all the time on the truck. 
Um, so my my granddaughter's born. So my oldest one, and uh, she got married, and then she, you know, so we're we're a little bit down the road, and we got this got a granddaughter turning one, and so uh, I got invited to the birthday party, which there was a strained relationship between me and all my daughters in one one form or another. And you've admitted many times that you you weren't the best. Oh, dad. I sucked as a dad. Yeah, I was a nar- narcissistic idiot and and butthead that was only concerned about my own feelings right i didn't know how to be a dad i should have because i had a good example as a dad and i had a great example as a mom yeah but i couldn't get i think i i am the my wife has pointed out Darcia has pointed out that I am the common denominator in four divorces or three divorces. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I am the common so, denominator. So and this birthday party you're going to, right? Is that going to be the first time in how many years that you saw you were going to see Angel? Yeah. And my daughter. How long me, had she, it been? She said, Dad, I'm just going to let you know Angel's going to be here. So I rode over on the Harley. And, uh, man, there was this kid. She had grown up from, you know, like 10 or 12 in, in her little uh, – skater clothes what do you call them yeah. you know yeah. back in the day jinkos okay. and yeah, i don't know what emo emo, emo yeah. i'm probably two yeah. here's this chick that barely recognizable that has a blue uh mohawk, mohawk. with the right. spikes all the way up driving a jeep there you go i mean it's like how old was she at this she point? was 16 she was driving yeah that was her first car she still owns that car so it, it is like I eased into a conversation with her. It was accepted, you know. Um, we we got along great. We we started talking. We ended up getting along great. Uh, I didn't force any issues because you know she's sixteen now, so she would come visit me when she chose to. It was no longer every other week, but you know I'm still paying child support. Yeah, uh, I. She was extremely smart, dude. Um, A's without worrying about it. Okay. She gets into high school. She starts. There's a little bit of change in her clothes, you know, which she's a kid. I understand all that. Uh, But then, um, like, one of the first Christmas parties that Darcia went with me to the family Christmas party, here's my daughter making fun of me because I had a ponytail this long. All right. I, I was trying to grow my hair out for her. And uh, that's also how I got my daughters to cut my hair. But uh, there was another girl with her. No big deal. And that girl never went away. And then every time they visited, that girl was with them. They never told you, like, came out and said, hey. Finally, they did. Now, this is, you know, this when a girl says, this is my girlfriend. Right, like, yeah. Okay. One of my five girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know, you don't really think about it. Yeah. But when no, she's my girlfriend. girlfriend. Say what? Do you, you know? think do you think when she told you that, did you handle that appropriately? Or did you did you act like a butthole? Babe. Did I act like a butthole? No. Okay, great. No. Are I we accept, still I we're sixteen, her. seventeen, eighteen right now? Yeah, we're eighteen. Okay. 17, 17. So yeah. she, she was like a senior in high school. And then so this one was, Darcy was, this there. One was he, just a little older than her. So she had just graduated. But Dar- understand, Angel grew up. 
with all adults. How did it make you feel okay. when she told all you adults. that? How did well, it make you feel? Were you angry? Were you happy? Inside, Were you upset? No, I wasn't happy. I was, I was not happy about that. Uh, I just figured it was a phase. I mean, I'm I'm not totally out of tune with the world, or I wasn't right. at that time. So I knew that there was a lot of girls that had girlfriends while they were in college and, and whatnot. Right. And I kind of grew out of that phase. And so I'm, you know, the problem was that I had told her mom at the time that she came over about the, um, about her not going to church. She told, I also told her, I said, you know, I know that your daughter's in the Wicca. And she was blew up at me. Like I had no right to even say that. And there was no, what do you mean? Like angel you was know in what Wicca? Wicca? No. The, or, the, oh, the other one. daughter was into witchcraft. Yeah, the oldest yeah. One. yeah. So, um, through that, it's like, you know, I'm telling you, you got a problem in your own house and you're complaining to me about my house and I'm going to church, but the, cause the, you can't, you don't have anything that lady else seemed me. like she didn't really, she, she blew it really, right off. Cause she wanted her to not go to church and stuff, which, which whatever. But the point I'm trying to get to is obviously that wasn't a phase, right? No, That's it wasn't still, a phase when they came to me with, I mean, cause we hung out together Angel took my photos. You know, I mean, we did we did all the stuff. She come over the house and cooked with us. I mean, we we ate with them like three times a would you a month? Would you, if you had a cookout at your house right now, and your daughter, I don't know if she's married to a girl. I don't know. Would you accept her over to your house with her? Yeah, wife? I did several times. Okay. Okay. Listen, like, well, that's what people I, try to I say. Had, people are well, trying to say no, that you're wrong. telling people to. You're telling okay, her she I'll can't go, come I'll here. I'll go this far. Like, I'll go this far, and this is does not make me happy. Does not make me happy to say that I had to do this, but I talked to Pastor Didi about this, and she also has experience with children being in that lifestyle. So I was like, listen, my daughter asked me to bake the cake for her wedding. And when they came to me and said that we've decided to get married, I'm like, I'm not real happy about this, but I'm, I'm here. It's your life. And, and I had to pray about it and I had to think about it and I had to play my part as a dad, period. And my, I, as a dad, you, what you don't know is I make wedding cakes. I promised each and every one of my daughters that when they got married, I would make the wedding cake. My daughter called me out on it. She wanted me to bake the wedding cake. I told her I'd think about it and pray about it. I got back with her and said, I'll make the wedding cake. Good. So my okay, gift to her God. was. I was holding my breath the whole time. <laughs> I was too. My <laughs> gift to her was to make the wedding cake because okay. I said I would make the wedding cake. I didn't say I would make the wedding cake if you marry who I want you to marry. Right. Okay. So we, I went to the wedding. I wasn't thrilled, but I went to the wedding. Because that's you went my, to the wedding. I went okay. to the wedding. I didn't give her away. She had her mother give her away. She had, would she you have if she would ask, to ask me to do that? Would you have? I would have been in turmoil with myself. I know you would now. I know you would now, but maybe back then. No, no. I was just starting to understand my walk with the Lord. Yeah. So I'm doubting everything that I did. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I had made that promise. I was I was friends with her when they decided that her name wasn't going to be this, her name was going to be this from now. So I had to make it that change to, okay. So not, not angel, but her spouse. So I, I'm like, okay with this. I knew her dad and I knew her mom. I knew her family. I talked to him all the time. 
we were as accepting as we could possibly be. And still be Christian and still hold to your values. That's why, like, that's why sometimes people are like. Well, at the beginning of the relationship, they came to the bar with us. Yeah. We were still in that world. So they, several times they were at the bar Some with us. Some people say, well, you did this and this and this whenever we're talking to, like, people. And I'm like, I'm like, well, this is as close as I can get and still hold on to our traditional Christian values, you know? Like, it's. I get it. I get it to an extent. I want to close with this well, because I'm going to add one more thing. Add one when more thing. When they came to me and said that they're going to start taking the, not they, but her spouse is going to start taking the drugs to Ch- transition. Change it, trans- okay. transition into a guy. I still accepted them. I said, listen, I understand. This was not how I'm, I was raised. I don't see any good in it. I don't believe that this is what you need to do. But my hands are out of it. Okay? I, I can't do any change. Okay. But during that time is when everybody was on Facebook was talking about, you know, the boys being allowed in the girls' bathroom, the boys being allowed. It was at the beginning of all this, guy. You know, all these boys wanting to be in female sports and stuff. And I agreed with another daughter that she wouldn't want her son or her daughter, I'm sorry, my granddaughter, to go into the bathroom and there be a male transition to a female, or at the time it was like, well, I, um, what is it? Identify. I identify as a girl today. There's so many perverts doing that. Let's not get into that too much. No, that's. (laughs) Let's kind of. So I made a, 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 you know, all I did was like the video. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. on Facebook. And then that one got angry at me, called me up and said, I no longer want to talk to you. Because you liked the video about. Gotcha. Oh, so let me get this right. It's not Larry's intolerance. No. It's not Larry's intolerance of somebody different and somebody she, that believes different. She don't tolerate what you b- believe. Yes. No, not at all. It's, she wants me to completely okay everything that she's done. I okayed a lot when we were drinking. I, I went into her world with her several times, and I... I acted as I was supposed to. So now I'm being stood and ignored. And I'm telling you, I, I did that to my dad because he had divorced my mom for 35 years. I understand. I can understand that. But being completely locked out of somebody's life in this form is aggravating and insulting. And it, all it tells me is that that generation is more concerned about their own little feelings than there are anybody else. Well, and I lived in that narcissistic world for a while, so I understand where she's coming from. Yeah. But at the same time, I sent her birthday is in three days. In three days. I send her a birthday card every year. You know why? Because she still lives in the same place. She lives with her mom, still in the same address. I send her a card. Do I get a response? No. I'm trying I if I try to call right now, no answer. Because my number's blocked. She blocked me on Facebook. She blocked me on the phone. I didn't block her, and I would never block her. And if she walked up to me today and said, Dad, she wouldn't even have to ask me for forgiveness because I understand. I love my daughter with all of my heart. Yeah. I do. I know you I love each and every one of my daughters. If you could say one thing to her right now, what would it be? I love you. I want you in my life. That's it. I mean, pure, plain, and simple. That's, I would never turn her down. Yeah, I know you wouldn't. 
And that's that's the thing. Like that is what's weird, and it's kind of what makes this show difficult. It's like we have Coco sitting here. Coco doesn't believe the same thing as us, and so obviously we get into these issues. We're gonna cross ways in some ways. Like that's the thing with you and your daughter. No matter what you do, and no matter what a, you do, she is a self professed. Is it that's how you say it? Self professed atheist. atheist. So. Yeah. And I told her, I said it takes more faith to to believe that there isn't a god than there. Well, to, to believe that there is a God. You got when you, you take gotta, no. I mean, we went down to my other daughters in Texas, and on the way back, I waited till we were in Oklahoma before I actually started that conversation with her. And well, I, right, because I really wanted. I, I didn't want her to. Well, what? The whole week. I'm sorry. Am I talking too much? No. What I hear <laughs> now, you what? just talked for the last 35 minutes, but I did yeah. that. Keep in mind, well, what I hear, I is, did that. Is there's a lot of projection going on in this country in this society? Yeah. Of Oh, uh, well, you're a closed-minded, um, arrogant Christian. Bigot. Bigot. Racist. Mm. You know. I've been called it all. Uh, well, I kind of. homophobe. <laughs> you know, no, the, the fact is, I love you. You're my daughter. Um, I wish you're going a different direction, but I love you, and I can't help that I believe different than you. Did but we ever hear Larry you, say, don't ever call me again till you become a heterosexual? I never no. said that. What we saw on the other side was, dad, don't like anything that I disagree with. And I'm not talking smack, but this is what it looks like. Don't like or say anything I disagree with. You're out. Yeah. yeah. So I, all the people coming against Larry saying he's the one that put her out of his life. You might, you might want to step back. Maybe you're projecting yeah. your own your own wants, what makes it easier for you to live in your existence on Larry. I agree. I agree. Like I could have probably shortened it up if you had to give me a little bit of warning, but no, I'm just telling you exactly what I'm trying to tell you, man. It, it really I, came up. I, I would today. have my wife. I, I would have my daughter in my life right now. I mean, like right now I would not have a, I, I just want my daughter. I yeah. can't love her. I can't love her from a distance. Yeah. I mean, I, I let me rephrase because I hey, Coco, do love her, I want but you to, I, I can't express my love for her. I want you to make a, a clip a out of this story and condense it to a minute and a half. <laughs> Good luck, Coco. I want you to condense the last thirty six minutes <laughs> into be a, a minute pilot episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you, thank you for talking about that. It cleared it up. I actually, I felt like you deserved the opportunity to kind of cut that narrative off at the past because one was starting a Look, narrative was I starting. Do not defend myself. I, I, that is not. The it's point not of defending this. yourself. No, it's getting the truth the out of, there. That's not the point of this. I'm not defending myself because I've done enough wrong in my life with my kids. You've said that, that they, a lot. That they too, have though. no respect. If they had, if if they have no respect for me, that's understandable because I have not deserved that respect. And you've said that multiple times. You've taken accountability for the way you've parented. You've taken accountability for that. And it really does. I kind of agree with Mark here. From what you're telling me, at least. It sounds like really it is her that's being intolerant. Like you're you're coming as far as you can go. You know, like you you bake the cake. I'm I'm so happy that you did that. I was the prodigal son. You She's went to the wedding, the dude. Daughter. There's a lot of Christians out there that wouldn't go to the wedding. There's a lot of Christians that wouldn't bake the cake. So I'm really proud that you did all that. It makes me happy. I was I was sitting there holding my breath. I was like, oh, please say you baked the cake, please. I danced with her. I don't want to do another apology video. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean that that's like people calling me a racist, and my wife is half black, half white. Yeah, I mean you don't know me. And you want to call me something? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. know the whole story. The I, Bible the Bible literally tells you in Matthew 7, 
five, I think it is. It says, pull the boulder out of your eye before you worry about the speck in your brother's eye. Yeah. It's I mean, a wood. It's up, a plank, bro. by the way. It's not a boulder. Uh, it depends on you want me to get what mine says. Get it right. Get uh, it right, Larry. I think Larry might have it right. It's a log. It's a log. Yeah. It depends on the versions. Though. It's not. It doesn't go to boulder to pull splinter, up, though. Pull up King King James. I don't. It's not boulder not to splinter. Those it. are two different, completely different materials. <laughs> okay, it doesn't freaking matter. <laughs> one's a mountain, one's yeah. a... Hey, well, one's a boulder because it's a speck of dust. It's not dust like... dust is a speck of a boulder. It's not like... I don't know. Take the rock out of your eye before you try to pull the jello out of someone else's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let them bash you over that. I'm not even going to correct you that I'm not stupid. Right. <laughs> But good, I'm, I'm, I think that was very brave of what you talked about there. Um, yeah, I think thanks, it's hard. Larry. Look, I created each and every one of my daughters. Yeah. Not only in the person, as in they are part me, but I also created, created their personalities. So where they went astray is where I allowed them to go astray. So even though my relationship wasn't with them 100%, I was never that dad that spoiled them. I never was that dad that let them get by with stuff. I was the dad that corrected them when they were with me. They, they, they didn't play games. I mean, you know, it was, I was, I, I guess, probably over stern maybe at times. I could never picture that. <laughs> you know, tell me, man, if That's you was my cry. son, if I my, bet you were if, just all loosey goosey, <laughs> dude. Huh? <laughs> if you were my son. I'd fire up the electroshock closet. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's get let's get to our guest. This is where Coco we brought Coco on for today. First of all, we'll probably have him on more often now. I mean he's just he's just part right of the ministry. The so Well, he um, hadn't said anything yet. Is he actually gonna talk no, or is that, he just gonna sit there? I, oh, don't act like you that. gave you so. had that was beautiful. <laughs> I was just giving you your time to talk. I, I told Coco to... at lunch today, I told him I said, I think I'm gonna bring this up. I think I'm gonna bring this up today. Mm. Um because it would happen today, so uh, I'm gonna have Angela turn his headphones off real quick. But I, I can't tell you how many times I'm editing these clips, and I'm like, Zach, will you shut up? Let them finish what they're saying. Right. No, Quit I talking know over people. Trust me, dude. Hey, trust me, dude. <laughs> I say that to myself. I'm, too. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> you don't know how many times the Holy Spirit has kept me from saying that, yeah. dude. Dude, I, I trust me. Trust me. I say it to myself. I'm like, God, I got to fix that. <laughs> but okay, so the idea of today's show is we brought Coco, who's an atheist on today, and his wife is leaning towards uh, being a Christian, a believer, right? She's really diving into the word and stuff like that. And so we're going to bring Kristen on today, who is a Christian, and her husband is an unbeliever. And she's just, she's going to talk about how she navigates that. Coco's going to have some thoughts in that. So, we're just going to do what we normally do and bring her on and go from there. Hello, this doing? is Kristen. Kristen, Zach from Help My Believe. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad at all. Excited to have you on. Um, so have you ever watched any of the shows? I sure have. You have? You watched all <laughs> of them? Sure. Just about all of them. And yeah. I got to say, without you sounding like a total stalker, um, I'm just really honored to meet you guys. And um, yeah, I just feel like I've 
known you guys. <laughs> Did she just call us a total sucker? No, oh, she, she said she didn't want to be a stalker. Yeah, stalker. Larry, oh. Larry doesn't have his headphones on, and I think it's a I, no. He doesn't have his hearing aids on, and I think it's apparent that he can't hear very well today because he's screaming into the microphone, and it makes me want to jump off a bridge. So I just want to let you know that I'm driving him to a bridge as soon as we get done. Here. <laughs> You're gonna say, do it, do it. Um, okay, so I mean, I don't really have to go over the show with you, but I'm, I'll go over it anyway because I do every episode. But this. Help, welcome to Help My Unbelief podcast. We're um, a show um, designed for unbelievers, essentially, but that's not you, um, and we understand that, but um, this isn't a debate show. We just basically talk, and we're here to get your story today. Um, I've got a whole lot of people to introduce today, so I'm going to go ahead and go around the room so you don't, um, don't. but uh, my beautiful wife, Angela, is in studio today. Hello. Hi. I got my lovely um, executive producer, Mark. I'm pretty, yeah. He is beautiful. <laughs> I like that positive attitude. I've got my very talkative co-host Larry today. Yeah, hello, Kristen. How are you? And we have I'm our great. we have our clip editor Coco in studio today. Yay. Hey, how are you? Hey, Coco. Okay, Larry. What what color is your visor today? I am wearing the help my unbelief visor that Zach got me. It's a one nice. of a kind. It's black with the blue letters and. Uh, at the one year mark, we, uh, I kind of laid the, the visor thing down. I, I, I have them. I went through all 54 or 55 of them. I still had a few to go, but I was like, I, I got, I can't keep remembering and I can't afford to put 5,000, you know, visors on a wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of laid all that to rest. I made a full year and now I'm, I'm wearing whatever. Actually, I'll probably wear this one more than anything. I like it. I, I like love that this one. visor. Yeah. Oh, you got to put on Zach's hat. The one with Zach's face. Oh, Can yeah. You, the uh, one with Zach's face. Okay, I'll wear that one. It's like one of these fitted hats with the logo on there now. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I brought Coco on today because I thought this would be interesting. Kristen, your husband's an atheist, right? Well, no, actually, so he's, I would say more of like a, I don't want to say agnostic. So he's is not necessarily an atheist. Um, he knows God exists. He feels, though, that God is just absent um, and really wants nothing to do with him. Um, one, one way that he's put it over the years is he feels like, you know, when you were a little boy and you're outside with a magnifying glass and you used to, you know, kill the little ants with the, you know, the sunlight. Yeah. kind of feels that's what God is to him. Um, he just feels that like he's kind of there in heaven, just kind of looking at us all and really not doing much of anything. Doesn't really have a lot to do with a whole lot. So, so basically like an absent yeah. God. I talked to Coco about mm -hmm. this today at lunch yeah. and I told him I was going to probably say this on the show because <laughs> just, just as everybody knows, Larry and everybody else knows, I kind of, I've, I'm feeling that way right now. Like I don't feel like God's like an absent father, but I'm just like, Okay, so like where are you? Yeah. Like I here I'm gonna say something, okay? I'm gonna say something. You're gonna do this again? Yeah, I'm gonna do this again. I'm gonna say okay. something and it's just this is like really hard for me to say this because especially around all you guys and stuff, because it's something I'm going through right now and I'm just gonna be completely honest, okay? Like 
with the thing I've been going around where I've said that I'm getting bullied or whatever, which I'm happy that it, I, I told Coco what it actually was. I'm happy that nobody has any clue. Even Zach Lindsay called me. He was like, who's messing with you, bro? I'll come get him. And I'm like, no, bro, it's fine. But like, I'm going through quite a few things in my life and I'm begging God to fix these things. And then he's just not, which and I, I fully understand that there's people that go through way worse stuff than me and they just keep on praising God through it. And I see that and I'm fully aware of that, but I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm going like, bro, like I don't, I don't really need another absent father in my life. I've already got one. Does that make sense? And that's kind of like where I'm at with it. But here's the deal. Another thing that's been bothering me and it's on the whole doctrine of hell thing that we've been talking about lately. Like God puts me in this position to lead this ministry in this podcast is one of the, one of the things that I do. And one of the things that I have to do is I have to basically hang out with a lot of people that's deconstructing or atheist. And I have to hear a lot of the stuff that they have to say. And sometimes some of that stuff starts to make sense. As you can imagine, um, hearing a lot of that stuff, if you're not putting in a bunch of God and you're putting in a bunch of that, you're going to, some of that stuff starts to make a little sense. And I've been praying to God lately. I'm like, God, why would you put me? Cause basically by normal theology that we hear at this church, if something were to happen and I do deconstruct from Christianity, well, I go to hell. I'll beat the tar out of you. I know you would, but. Because that's going to affect your children. I know, I know, but I'm, I, I, I never would, okay? I, I, I never, that would take so much for that to happen. Uh, but I'm, this is my thought process, right? Maybe I think too much. That's not the right thought. I know, but my thought is, is like, why would you even put me in this position if there's a chance that I could go the other way? That's. Like, why would you put me in danger like that? And then, and I've been thinking that thought, but here's what's crazy. I've kind of, but they, I hadn't been praying it, but I actually started praying that this week. Like, God, why would you do this? Like, there's some times where I'm getting like close to that edge, you know, where I'm starting to do this. And I just hear him, I hear him say, um, just, just trust me, you know? And you it's know, just, it's so funny, Zach, that you're saying that because I was actually, in, um, I have a small group of women that I had come over to my house, you know, when our church's community group would meet at my house. And so funny because I was actually saying that same thing to the ladies of my group. I was like, you know, I don't understand why, you know, I don't hear God's voice. Why don't I hear him? I, I, I need help here. What am I going to do? Like, where are you? what is going on? Why don't I hear your voice? Does other people hear his voice? Cause I don't hear his voice. And one of the ladies looked at me, God love her. She goes, well, you never shut up long enough to hear his voice. How could you hear it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you. So listen, I get Zach. I know exactly. I don't exactly cause I don't know exact situation, but you talk a lot as I, I do. I am a huge talker and she was absolutely right. She said, when's the last time you actually sat and listened? Yeah. I was like, whoa, well, okay. God I talks to me that. quite a bit. He hasn't lately, but God talks to me quite a bit. But like, I've been in some pretty dark places lately. And I think anybody that listened to this show could probably tell that. You guys know that. I'm not hiding But anything, one of the things like, that she's pointing out, God also does that through silence. Through silence. When you don't hear him, you press closer into him so that you can hear. Just like if my wife was had a hoarse voice and she's... I'm going to lean in to here. Coco, what was life like for you right before you deconstructed? 
Do you remember what it was like? Because mm. were were you a pretty heavy Christian? No, not not like before deconstructing. I guess it was. I I went through like a little period probably after high school where, um, aside from just going to church every Sunday, I was doing what I could. You know, it was um, was reading the Bible. You know, just kind of studying on my own that type of thing. Um, as far as deconstructing it was almost kind of like what you're talking it was just just a little bit of distance you know just something separated me from what I was doing at the time or whatever and 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 everything was okay and then that that time period got a little bit longer and longer I think and then um I know going through just like after getting married my wife was like oh you know we need to find a church to go to and this kind of thing and started kind of thinking about it again and did you guys discuss when you met like whether whether you were a believer or not, not and would you profess to be been a believer so i would have been at the time yeah like yeah. I, I would say like we had an understanding that we both believed in god at the time but um it wasn't like an in-depth conversation of you know we're going to raise our children in church and yeah. We didn't really plan didn't it out. Really yeah, it, it, it was yeah. just, we had that understanding, and then... But then she was like, I got to find a church, and... Yeah, and you were, so that came up, and we were always working crazy schedules. She's a nurse, paramedic, and so we were working nights, weekends, 24-hour shifts, 12-hour shifts, whatever. So finding a good little rhythm for that church and just getting in that rhythm didn't really work out. And um, in that time down, you know, like, that we didn't find a church to go to or whatever. Um, I guess we just kind of quit talking about it. And that's when I kind of started, you know, looking into other things. I've told you before, I started reading into shamanism and uh-huh, some yeah. other like um, Hindu practices, um, stuff like that. And it was just kind of like, uh, it was almost like little stepping stones. It yeah. was like, okay, first Maybe it's not the Christian God, but they're still very much like, is it Christian or Kristen? Kristen. Kristen. Very much like what Kristen's talking about with her husband. It was like, you know, I knew there was a God, but it was, he just created this and then went off to do something else for a little bit. And who cares about us? Why would he even care about us? You and know? you don't, you don't want to, you don't want a relationship with a God like that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Who um, does? Yeah. And then, and then just kind of, as things went, just kind of got further and further, even away from that idea of God to just, I don't really see a reason that there, or I don't really see anything that points me to that there is a God now. Right. But see, like, I get in moments like this. Oh, he wants you to flip your mic to the other side. Oh, when I'm looking at Zach. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually just pick it up and pivot with it, too. I don't care about that video. I don't care about it if you just want to talk. But, like, (laughs) I guess... I guess I, I guess when I think about it though, like sometimes I think I just get frustrated and I, it's almost like I purposely forget the things that God's done in my life and the times that he has connected with me. It's almost like I purposely put this veil up. So Kristen, is that what you're kind of saying your husband's going through? Um, I mean, the thing is, he he was not raised in a church. Like, there is absolutely zero church background in that boy. <laughs> um, he had a, well, absent father growing up. There was no father figure. He was the only man in the house. There was no church. Like, it just it was non-existent in their vocabulary. Um, 
and you know he believes that he's generally you know he's a great person which he is wouldn't have married him if he wasn't um he's a good person other people are a lot worse and um but he you know feels like we're just kind of here to live and move on but um but with no relationship and and i know that he's had a friend actually reach out to him who grew up with him and i said you know I get it. You didn't have a father in your home or a decent one or any type of male figure. So I don't, you know, it's understandable why you wouldn't want to have a relationship with God or he wouldn't know how to have a relationship. So, so and I think that's where the biggest disconnect is. So you were raised in church? No, no, no. You were. So you were not. Neither no. one of them were. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I thought we were just talking so, about her husband. So, Tristan, how old are you? I'm 41. Okay. And uh, yeah. can you tell us your husband's name? Is that okay or not? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, his name is Chad. He knows I'm going to be here today. And I, I told him I would be nice Chad, and not Chad. bash him. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Larry's going to pray and, for him. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's writing his <laughs> name like down. Rough, rough idea of, I, I think you're in the mid Midwest, kind of upper Midwest. Yep. Um, Over by him. Minnesota, don't you know? No, she's not up by Minnesota. Not she's either in Upper Illinois or Upper Indiana, maybe in Ohio. Oh, bless your heart! I am in Ohio. I am in Canton, Ohio. Are you friend. becoming a clairvoyant, How does Larry? He do this! <laughs> he's blowing my Dude. mind. I mean, he's calling cross dressers. <laughs> Dude, this he's, has been like four weeks in a row now. He's telling people what part of the country they come from. It's like like the spirit's coming down on Larry, man. He's some kind of... That Midwestern accent isn't, you know, that's not mistakable. No. no. I think well, he saw the area is, code. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it is for me. That. Trust I'm, me. I'm, I'm not. I'm like, I don't know. I know. Just a person. I Let me know. guess, Kristen. Well, I'm you're driven, a girl. I, you gotta, right. gotta understand. That's how I, smart I, I am. Oh, you're so good. I've driven all the way up through there. I mean, when I was running into Canada, I was coming through Detroit into Toledo, I think it is, and then shooting over into Indiana on the back highway to Fort Wayne. Oh, hilarious. So, I mean, I... I've picked up loads all the way through those areas. So, Kristen, this is Mark. I've actually been in Canton, too. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, um, did you come to Jesus? You dated. He wasn't that big into Christianity. Where was your uh, Rubicon moment? I mean, where was your light bulb moment where you're like, you know what? This is where I need I, I want, sure. you know, I, I, I want to go this direction. Husband isn't going this direction. That doesn't really matter. This is personal between me and God. I'm, I'm going to pursue that. What, what was, yeah. what happened? Well, that's actually, um, it's, I'll, I'll abbreviate my story, my testimony, but, uh, we were actually, um, considering a divorce. So, um, you know, every, everybody calls it what the seven year itch or whatever. Yep. Um, I've been dating him since I was, since I was, 17 years old, almost 18. He's eight years older than me. And, you know, we dated and I finally married after college and, um, you know, had, had our two girls. And then just, you know, as all marriages do, all marriages have issues. I don't know a single one who hasn't. And just like everybody else in our family, we were considering divorce and we had people on both of our corners cheering us on to do so. Um, it was just what we did is what our, you know, divorce is just what you do. You're unhappy, you divorce. Um, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I'm what, tw I was 26, 27 at, at the time. And, um, so I actually went to the library and I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, so I went to the library to look up how to divorce <laughs> and uh, out of the nowhere pops out this book called complete idiot's guide to Jesus. 
And I was like, huh. They really have one? <laughs> yeah. I would love I, it, right? I would love to see that book. I really would. It was uh it was an audio book. So it was like a book on C D, you know, back Even in the easier. day. Uh, you don't have to read it. See, oh, she, exactly. hey, yeah. to her to her back in the day was C D. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, to me right. back in the day was reel to reel. You know, you had one reel, you put the tape over on the other and you ran it. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. That's but amazing. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean I had a forty five minute drive to work every day and so I would just keep listening to this every day and um and I was listening to it instead of the, the divorce book. And we'll never forget the moment that I said, okay, God, I, I hear you. It, it was, it was the moment where, where Jesus, he said, you know, I, I take this, taking this for you, you know, I love you this much. I'm giving my son. Um, it's amazing. And I said, okay, God. And I said, all right. So I gave, I gave it, I gave it to God that day. And I, and I gave, gave my husband well I didn't know at the time that's what you were supposed to do but I said okay so God wants me to hang on so I did and I was so excited I come home and I tell tell my husband I was like I oh I'm a Christian now I want to get baptized and he just look on his face like what is wrong with you no thank you um and I was scared to death he was going to leave me because of it and he didn't um he was like great go to church I'll see you when you get home you know how is he with it um, now? Like, how does he, how does he, does he like kind of throw some shade at you every now and then? Or, or is he pretty cool with it? I mean, every now and then we kind of get into it with our, our differences in theologies where, um, where I, I, I just, I see things from a biblical worldview and he doesn't. And we will go, we'll go to bat for these things, you know. Does that happen between, between and, you and your wife, Coco, a little bit? Um, yeah, I don't. The, the one thing that came to mind there was, like, the difference in going to church. I know um, she does go to church. She's been going. Um, I've told her I'd be willing to go with her. Um, hasn't come up yet. She works night shift, and um, so she works Saturday night. She'll get leave work Sunday morning and go to church. Um, but... Something just came to mind whenever you were saying that. We had a little, had a talk a couple weeks ago. She came home from church, and I asked her how it was, you know, just how was church. And she said, well, I was falling asleep because she just got off her 12-hour shift, you know. She's like, I was falling asleep in church. And I was like, oh, well, I understand that, you know. I (laughs) That was something, like, that almost started a whole argument over that just to me it was one of those i had just got you just want to be a joke it was a little joke not thinking she had just worked 12 13 hours overnight went to church it was falling asleep in church she didn't want to hear that she was like you think that's funny (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) so i don't know that we're far enough in it to know yet like she's only been going to church for a couple months um here recently like when i was on the show last time she wasn't going to church but that's a big difference between you and i think Kristen husband is that you're you're willing to go to church though i'll go with her yeah um just like just to to be be with her yeah it wouldn't be i mean kind of like that's cool though yeah that's a good husband yeah that's it because i love my wife what about what about you Kristen? do you can you see your husband ever going to church with you ever no he does um so i've you know strong-armed him a few times and uh didn't first i remember the first time he came with me um, that was it. That was it for him. He was, he said, I'm never coming back to church again. It was a Easter Sunday. It was my first Easter as a, as a new Christian. And 
the pastor said, you are here because God wants you here. You're here for a reason. And he's like, bull crap. I'm here because my wife dragged me in here. And it was um, just really put a sour taste in his mouth. And that was, gosh, 12 years ago. And he was really upset about it. And, and it just kind of kind of been like that ever since then. Um, just does not, I don't know. This is kind of a, just a reluctance to want to hear any of it yeah the, so. the mind's closed off to it so sure. he, yeah. he's not a firm believer in romans eight twenty eight. no <laughs> what's romans eight twenty eight? all things work for the good of god and for those that serve him yeah. god works out everything listen i don't fully I, I, I don't fully know if that's true just yet yes it is true <laughs> i know I first know. off the bible is true and that's the truth that i'm saying and it's written in romans eight twenty eight. it's written in several places where god is in control of everything okay he is in control of everything yeah what i mean is is like i guess i know it's true but it's scary yeah it's it's that gum scary but um don't say dad gum yeah okay <laughs> so Kristen, how long have you been going how long has it been since you picked up jesus christ for dummies um, I actually, I'm looking at it right now. I haven't, um, I mean, I, I bought it for him because there was actually about six months ago, I kind of put my foot down and I was kind of tired of living, you know, my church life and then my home life. And I kept right. them very separate, um, you know, except for taking my girls with me. And then I finally was like, you know what? No, this is my life. This is, I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to serve him openly. If you don't like it, get on board or get out kind of deal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a little bit yeah. nicer. I, so I got him the book and I said, here, this is the book that I, that, that brought me to him. Please enlighten yourself and, you know, educate yourself. And so I got him that book. And what else, what is this one here? Uh, the Bible answer book, like 260 of the most frequently asked questions. Yeah. I like that. I used to, yeah. I used to listen to the Bible answer, man. I got a question for you that's curious. Man. Like uh, what happens, what happens when your wife goes all in? For Christ, right? Hmm. And she starts coming home. What if she became like me? Okay. Like, am I, like, I going to have a problem with that? or No, yeah. like, where she, like, right now it's church, but what about she She dedicates her entire life like Christ, and she becomes like Larry, like, casting crowns on the, on oh. the radio, and she oh, starts what? praying. Casting crowns on the radio. Casting crowns is like, what, what I mean is, at, she's listening yeah, to Christian music at home. Yeah. She listens to Christian oh, music okay. at home. Yeah. She's Caleb. worshiping God at home. And like, it, and it changes who she is. Like what, honestly, like me knowing just a little bit about you now, I don't see that bothering you at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll bother me. I mean, she, she plays like gospel music at the house and I'll come home. She'll be cleaning and there'll be gospel music on or something. And, mm -hmm. um, so you don't go get that off the no. radio, but, but my hard rock on no and that's i mean because you're, you're not a country she, boy are you no i don't listen to yeah you came from music, california yeah. so i figured it'd be acid metal or but something. No, sometimes yeah it <laughs> depends sometimes. on uh, are you a punk rock guy yeah a little bit I like punk I rock, like, yeah. yeah a little punk rock alternative that kind of you stuff, couldn't tell by all his bracelets on there all the yeah. tattoos well i started that. to put together i was like this is like how i dress when i was younger so i was messing that's with probably how i'd feel feel like if a, better if i dress like that and that's why i dress like a cartoon character because the way i want to dress oh yeah it's like probably not accepted now but yeah. co where it's coco not. says like screw you i'll that's dress like, however yeah. i've got an uncomfortable question oh no I'm glad you're looking at Zach when you said that. <laughs> is it for me? No, it it's, for, for, it's me. for Kristen. It's for Coco. It's uh -oh. for just general 
You know, the Bible states, and I wish I knew where, because I just got through reading it, a house divided, number one, do not unequally yoke together, a house divided. Mm -hmm. Jesus talks about, you know, there was a time he cast out demons, and he was accused of casting out demons by the power of Satan. Mm -hmm. But then he went into this parable or, or this teaching, talked about a house divided against itself, cannot stand. Um, because two become one, right? In, in, in the Christian view of marriage. Um, so well, the I, thing about, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Kristen. Well, the thing about being unequally yoked, that's, to me, I read that as before marriage. You know, you shouldn't be dating, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be dating somebody or about to marry somebody who is either on the fence or not. That's a good point. You know, not a believer as well. Hold on. Yeah. That, that's First Corinthians First Corinthians chapter seven, verse twelve. We five. read this. We of uh, five yeah. or okay. We read this oh, on yeah. the show. It was one of our most viral clips. Wow, remember this, this was the one we were talking about sanctification. Yeah. yeah, but it's the same thing. Like if your husband or wife, like, and what Jesus was talking about there about like Jesus was trying to prove a point with them because they were calling Jesus a demon. There, yeah, I basically. understand. He was saying, he was I'm like, not, hey, how de- can I, demon's if, not going to throw out a demon. Yeah, why would I cast out yeah, a demon? That, like a that wasn't to, it because First Corinthians 7, what? I It's First Corinthians. It's in Corinthians somewhere. How about that? But okay. It's First Corinthians 7, 12. You're right. We're 7, 13. 12. Mm-hmm. Now I will speak to the rest of you, though I do not have a direct command from the Lord. If a fellow, if a fellow believer has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to continue living with him. He must not leave her. And if a believing woman has a husband who is not with her, she must not leave him. I love that. Yeah. Okay. See what I'm saying? So like, it's yeah. like, because let be, me read the rest of that. Be, For the believing <laughs> yeah, wife yeah, brings holiness reading. to her marriage and the believing husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise your children would not be holy, but they are holy. But if the husband or wife who isn't a believer insists on leaving, uh, let them go. Very interesting because, yeah, that was my thought. And I, I, I didn't think that God, that there's, I was just wondering, you know, what your guys' view of that was. Because, you know, you could, like, like Zach had said, you know, what if you come home suddenly and start saying, you're not going to play that Christian music mm-hmm. around me because I'm an atheist. I don't believe in that garbage. I don't want to hear it anymore. How would she feel? Or conversely, I'm going to play only, I don't want to hear any of your music anymore. I'm only going to play Christian music. We're only going to talk what would happen there. And and maybe there's some kind of, of love balance. So that the- goes on. The first thing that comes to my mind is, um, you know, I may have lost my train of thought. We may That's let okay. uh, Kristen talk. Oh, you here. pulled a Larry. <laughs> pulled a Larry. Well, I think. I think here. I don't have my I'll notebook. Say like Larry does. I'll say something here. Just like, just like, if Coco ever comes to know the Lord, I don't want it to be because um, his wife threatened to leave him if he didn't. Right. Does that make sense? I want it to be truthful. Well, there, honest. there will be people called to Jesus. But, in, uh, out in, of fear. In both, <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> in both ways, I don't think Coco, I don't think 
Coco's wife should ever come home and say, hey, believe her or else. And then I don't oh. think Coco should be be like, hey, stop doing that or else. Everybody should be free to do what they want within reason, right? I mean, it's a marriage. Oh. There's got to be compromises. So that's I have I a lot to say, say about was, that. The way you kind of worded it in the beginning was, um, you know, if she completely devotes herself to God, right? So, mm-hmm. Like where she becomes like him. Becomes is what like I mean. Larry. But it's so... As far as, so from like my point of view, like I don't take atheism as a religion. I'm not going to devote my life to atheism where it's going to be all encompassing. It's just kind of one belief I have. I've got this whole other life that I live over here and I have that one belief. That's not the same for your belief in God. Like your life kind of revolves Revolves around around God. God. Yes. My life does not revolve around atheism. So. I wouldn't. So you've got some flex in there. Yeah, I wouldn't come home and demand that she listen to atheist music or you know that. Is that type exist? Of thing. Yes. I, no, yeah. I mean, Larry's anything that's Larry <laughs> secular thinks, music. Larry yes. thinks, is that the right word? Larry's like, the you can get genre. possessed by listening to a Matchbox Twenty song. Uh, you do. <laughs> but but so looking at it from the other end, though, people do completely sell out to God. So I, I kind of feel like. I'm on the chopping block. If one of us were to do that, I feel like I'm the one that's on the chopping block. Here. You would be scared. You'd be nervous. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting. Now, <clears throat> to somebody sitting outside of Christianity and looking in, you know, my thought would be, well, then who's the more tolerant? <laughs> the atheist or, or the the religion or the the christian yeah and so i think maybe it falls on the christian also to exhibit those tendencies as well not the uh you know we we set the christian up in the question exactly. the yeah. christian coming and saying you're gonna so christy what say you what say you to so, that yeah so that i think mark when you first said you know i think love you know your love and your relationship with your partner coming comes into play there and not only that but great I mean, I love him so much. That, and I'll tell you what, this man loves me more than I can. I don't even know why he loves me so much. <laughs> um, but he is, I mean, if he's listening to a song on the radio, like an Alice in Chains song, I'll be like, I'm just cringing at it. And he's like, oh, sorry, I know you don't like that. And he'll turn it off because he knows he loves me enough to know that that is not, I can't listen to that. I just cannot listen to that. Or if I'm listening, we're listening to, to Caleb on the radio on the together on the drive home. You know, he'll tolerate it to a point, and then sometimes he'll just, like, look at me like, can you please turn this off or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll be like, yeah, honey, I'm sorry. You know, so it's just there's that love and that relationship and and, and a balance and um, and just a, lo- a whole lot of grace. And, and not to say that, because I know some people will be like, oh, well, you can't compromise. You know, you can't. You know, you can't serve two masters. And I, I, I get that. And, and I trust me, I do struggle with that, too. So just trying to find that balance. And, okay, I, I love and I am devoted to my husband. However, I am devoted to God as well. But and you said something earlier. That's awesome. You said something earlier. And, and it reminded me of, like, Larry and Darcia's relationship. And I want to say this. Um, you said that you gave him to God, Kristen, right? Well, if you remember like Larry and Darcia's testimony, Mm -hmm. Darcia didn't come to know God whenever you was trying to shove it down her throat. Darcia didn't come to um, quit drinking whenever you were begging her to and grabbing her by the shoulders. Wake up. You're going to kill your, you know, you never did that. 
It's whenever you gave up and said, God, I, I give you Darcia. I'm done. I'm not even going to worry about this anymore. That's when it all turned well, around the, anyway. The, the truth of that is that, yes, I gave her to God. I got out of the way. I refused to pick it back up. It was no longer my problem. When you move out of God's way, he will work. Do you he think that applies work. to Christian situations? Yes, it, it applies to any. Let me let me let me just so tell really you what the, she let me tell you what the Bible says. Besides, serve God and and trust Him with hey. with her marriage, right? Because yeah. what what yes. it does is it frees both of you, and that's it, it puts God's hands what is His responsibility, yeah. and then it frees your heart to love on either side. Yeah. There you don't go. have to control like here, the other Verse bracket. 16 literally tells you, don't you wives realize that your husbands might be saved because of you? And don't you husbands yeah. realize that your wives might be saved because of you? Yeah. Okay? That's cool. Each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the Lord has placed you and remain as you were when God first called you. Absolutely. All right? Amen. So if she's yeah. standing on the Word of God, she's standing on the promises and she's backing out and letting God do the work instead of browbeating him, be, using a frying pan, or beating her, beating him with the with the family Bible. You know, <laughs> let God do the work. That's what works is when you move out of the way and you allow God to move. And I'm going to tell you my verse. I've said it a thousand times in here. My verse that I stood on was Matthew six thirty three: Seek ye first the kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. It's a promise. Right. It is a promise. All I did was sock God with all my heart. And I there you go, Lord. You if she's following yeah. me to church, she's following me to church. If she doesn't, she doesn't. Coco, what's been the most challenging part about your wife getting closer to God in this situation? What's what's been one thing that you've noticed that's been kind of challenging for you? Um so it's like I said, it's it's been a a recent adjustment. Um, so I don't know that we really have. You don't have that any challenges right now? Uh, yeah, I just know. Is it hard like, for you sometimes? Because, like, you do it with me, too. You do it with me, too. Like, you, you allow me to talk about oh, yeah, God and no, stuff. But I mean, is it tough for you sometimes not to be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life? Um, when she's talking about God or anything? So she doesn't, like, talk. She's not real open about it. And I don't right. know if that's something I did or if that's just... Um, Maybe you know, she's, she's nervous, She's too. nervous because she knows because I'm pretty open about my beliefs right and, yeah or maybe she's just being respectful and and yeah and maybe that's it too um definitely but i've i've tried to kind of bring that stuff up and kind of talk to her about different things but i guess um the the most recent thing i can think of was um something something was going on financial trouble something um things were tight that week and Something came through for her mom, and she's like, "Hey, I got some extra money." Um, oh, it was a it was a friend at work. Um, they had a house burned down or something terrible, and we were wanting to give some money to help them out with that, and didn't have any anything extra at the time. And her mom's like, "Hey, I just came into this, you know," and um, she started. She brought that up, and um, just in telling the story, um, got it got it across that somehow maybe I was kind of putting her down for thinking that it was like a divine intervention or yeah. something. And 
to me, it was like I didn't even remember the the interaction enough to even pick up on what she would have what she would have picked up on. It was so minor to me that yeah that it caused such a big thing for her that I think we've both just been a little cautious with everything. So she thought she thought. Oh, she was giving credit to God for that money coming through. Hey, my mom got an insurance payment. Yeah. My mom got an insurance payoff because somebody wrecked the car. I'm not saying this is the incident, but Coco's sitting there going, thank God, God created a miracle. And Coco's like, no, somebody hit her car. Yeah, but see, that was the thing. To her, it was like. She had never even got to the point of saying that, like, you know. Oh, what it was. Yeah, Yeah. it was just a. you know, I didn't even want to say that it could have been divine intervention because of how this I know would have you been would handled. react. Yeah, um, but some—I I don't know. There was something in there that got her thinking that, but I've just been super cautious since yeah. then. I don't want to. It's probably a good idea, uh, Christy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say he's respectful too. Like you even entertained an idea that God might be using um what what i'm going through right now like you're willing to entertain it you know it's, you, you may not believe it but you're you're friendly enough and you're open enough to entertain the idea because i feel like i do that same thing as a like a, well if god's true and i talk that way sometimes because you when you're hanging out with somebody that doesn't believe the same thing you have to entertain each other's beliefs a little bit so um christian what, what would you say your most challenging thing has been um, in, in your relationship with your husband, I asked Coco that, um, what's been the most challenging thing, uh, with him being an unbeliever and you being a believer? Well, um, one of the things that just really kind of gets under my skin a lot is the fact that, you know, I am the one that goes to church without my husband, you know, that he doesn't join me there. And then I know everybody there, just about everybody, everybody knows my kids, you know, my, my daughter's active and the production ministry where she's taking photos and she's doing camera work and my other daughter's in the choir and I'm doing the wow. youth ministry where like I'm the musical director for the, for the youth worship team. And so, I mean, we're there, like we are in it for in it to win it. Praise um, the Lord. And then, you know, then I come home it's like, well, where have you been? I'm like, well, you know where I've been, <laughs> what have you been doing? You know? Um, so it's just, to me, it's like, I, you know, I'm invested in building, you know, building their kingdom. And so to me, that, that that's what's really rough. Um, and just not being able to share that, that passion and that drive with him. Yeah. Um, that would be so frustrating. Huh? To me, that's, it's, hurt, it's hurtful because then I'll have a couple of the old timers will say, Hey, where's your husband? I'm like, you know where he is. <laughs> Why do you keep asking me? He's at home. Yeah. Like, so you ain't even covered for about him. it. You're not even <laughs> yeah. covering for him. Right? Cause that's a hurtful question. Probably you, yeah, you, it is. you want him there, right? You want him there. You, that's where you want him. Can I give you encouragement? Please do. All right. Listen, <laughs> Darcy and I started coming to church together, even though she wasn't even a thought process of coming to the Lord. She didn't even understand it, but that's not the encouraging part. That that's just uh, the testimony. But the encouraging part is my grandmother raised her six daughters going to church, her grandson going to church. She was in the women's auxiliary. She cleaned the church. She did everything that she could. Grandpa didn't believe until he was in his late 60s, 
maybe early 70s, when he finally came to know the Lord. But my grandmother lived as a living example in front of him all that time. Awesome. All that time. And he did come to the Lord before he died. I'd be mad if that happened. Why? <laughs> well, because like, you got to have all your fun for all the time. I know. No. It's you like got you, to cuss for a long time, and then right at the very end, yeah. you get to. No. Or, and also, like in Kristen's case, she That's wants a, to live this, like, she's deeply involved in church. She, she wants is. to. She wants, wants to, to live this life. She's living an husband. example in front of her husband. And even though he's not but part right. of it, he's watching what she's doing. She is being the proper example. Yeah. If she's not browbeating him with it, God will. Eventually. Yeah, I'm trying not to. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we got to keep the peace, you so, know? <laughs> so from what you told me, it sounds like an Assembly of God or Pentecostal type church uh it's the church of god so i think we're, okay. we're considered pentecostal I, yep. I believe yeah yeah awesome do you believe in the power of the holy spirit absolutely do you do you pray to god for your husband oh i have every day <laughs> minute by minute mm-hmm. see yeah, that's I mean, a, that's her only part man i mean yeah you can give it to god and you get out of the way but you keep praying for that person that you love to come to know the lord do you think your wife prays for you? She does. She tells me. Yeah. She tells you yeah. she does. Yeah. How does that make you feel? It's fine. I mean, it's it. I guess it doesn't really make me feel anyway. I just I think it's kind of cute. You know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. That's cute. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. You will be assimilated. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Resistance Coco, is futile, Coco. <laughs> What's up, Coco? I think the question that I would have for you is, or I guess most not a question, but I guess it's kind of more like a challenge is. Um, I would just ask her, you know, or tell her, you know, it's okay if you want to have these conversations. You know, I, I, I just would encourage you to not discourage her from wanting to, you know, live out her faith a little bit more openly. Absolutely. Because it is it is difficult because, um, like I said, you know, I'll, I'll go to church and that's my church life. When I come home, I got to shut it off and switch. You know, I got to be like an ultimate code switcher here. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's exhausting. Um, so I guess I would just the thing is definitely make her feel comfortable that she can come home and it is her home you know and she she's you know allowed to think pray and act how she wants to live without tough man there's a lot of nuance there i didn't know yeah Yeah, so christy what i'm what i'm hearing let me know um Mm -hmm. is is you have a man you're very much in love with you would like to share that part of your life with him he's not only anti-god it seems like he's very anti-religion is do do you detect that like like there's a you know not just i just don't believe it's like i i got a distaste for the whole religious well because she said you remember she said that the last time he went to church the first thing out of the pastor's mouth was that he believed he was here for a reason. Like all this stuff that you normally hear from stuff. And he kind of just rolled his eyes at it. I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to get out of here. Too much pressure. You're already trying. You're already Uh, trying to get me to go to work behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, like it's trying to convert him right away. And he just, he's probably, he, you know, he's probably heard a lot of that stuff a lot more than what any of us know. Like, yeah. But the question is, did he, did the pastor say it to your husband directly? It sounded like it was on the stage. Or did the pastor say it to the congregation? Oh, I said it to the congregation. Okay, so so what I'm hearing is, sorry, Coco, 
what I'm hearing is Satan slammed up in his head and said, take offense, take offense, take offense to that. They're talking straight to you. Right. The conviction in the Holy Spirit does that to Christians all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have you been sitting in the audience and the pastor says something and you left and go, man, man, that whole sermon was right at me. Every time I looked at him, he was looking right at me. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He was watching me. But we understand it's conviction. But Satan also uses that as condemnation and makes them uncomfortable. And then they take offense. And then they, they, they become offended, which turns into a root of bitterness. Mm-hmm. And then that forces them away. Or it could also be trauma. Like, I know, I know. okay, for example, sometimes. Well, in this like, case, it can't be because he, didn't, he wasn't raised in church, so he has no formal I don't understanding. Know. I'm sitting here thinking, like, I think there's probably more, like, I'm not saying that Kristen doesn't know her husband and she wouldn't say, but like, there's probably some sort of religious trauma there. If he said that one thing, either that, or he's just so hard hearted to where they said that that is like, he's just not convinced in the supernatural at all. Like, he's, yeah, I think, I think it's that. And yeah. there's a, he watches a lot of sci-fi, loves the sci-fi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it, it's funny because we were watching the chosen Oh, gosh, it was the episode where, you know, Mary, you know, she met Jesus and he he took a, you know, took the demon out of her. Mm-hmm. And Mary it was Magdalene, a beautiful yeah. scene. And, yes, and he goes, wait a minute, where's, where's the action? Where's the lights? I wanted to see a demon screaming out of her face. And he was like, where was it? That was like, it's like climactic. And so um, you're know, like maybe you, expecting more of that. <laughs> I bet you were just shaking your head all going, oh, man, you're a man. He's exactly. a man. Like, he, where's he, the sword fight? He wanted, exactly. an, he wanted an exorcist moment. Right. Exactly. He wanted the yeah. sword fight. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. so I, I, know, I know the answer to this, but if you had to, would you pick God over, over your husband? Oh gosh, you know, that's a great question. And I've thought about that so many times and I'm going to kind of tiptoe around it with answering like, like this. Um, I, cause I, you know, I, I was questioning God or not questioning. I was just talking to him. I'm like, what, you know, is, is he going to leave me if I pick you over him? Is he, you know, what's he going to, what's going to happen? And, and I just remember kind of hearing a, not a voice, but kind of like this feeling. It's like, you know, he already loves you. He's not going to leave you. So what's the problem? Just worship me freely. Just just keep doing this. He's not going to go anywhere. He's not going to leave you because of me. And I was Bi- like, oh. Biblically, she already knows her answer. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because her answer biblically yeah. is no. Right. If he leaves because he's a non-believer, she doesn't have to stop him. Right. But that comes with stipulations too. That means that she but also can't. She can't remarry. She can't go find a boyfriend. Hold on a minute. She can't find a boyfriend. She can't remarry until he, even if they got a divorce, until he remarries, then he's committing adultery. She's not. If it doesn't, I mean, yes, you've got to read the rest of that chapter. Isn't that right, Kristen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's, like I said, it, like I said before, that the man loves me like I I don't know if you guys have ever watched that show, Malcolm in the Middle. If you haven't, you probably don't. It's like so raunchy. <laughs> I'm, too old, I'm too old for that, so I don't know what well, we're talking about. This episode where the, the husband just loves his wife just like so, 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 so much. And he's like, I think you love me more than I, or I think I love you more than you love me. And she's like, well, yeah, because if I loved you as much, you'd never get anything done. We would never leave the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I have a question for you then. 
So, because yeah. um, it always, like, we believe that you were supposed to love God more than our, you love God before you love anyone, your husband, anything like that. So do you do, do you love God over before you love your husband? The answer is supposed to be yes. And it's a very hard question. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to love God more than my husband. Absolutely. Um, don't, well, he's going to hear this podcast probably, but <laughs> you don't tell him I said that. Um, because I, that's, that's really hard to do. And then, you know, when, when you say, and would you, would you love God more than your kids? And that's an even harder question. You know, like, how do you, how do you answer that? Like I would die for my kids hundred percent. Would I jump in front of a car for my husband? Probably, you know, um, and that's just, yeah, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard yes, but it's a hard, um, it's, I, you're supposed it's, to, it's, you know, you're, you're supposed, supposed to. to. Yeah. And then how do you explain that to like even Coco? Like, how would you, how would you react if your wife, if, if you heard if she her said say, she I love God yeah. more than you, yeah. how would you react to that? I don't, I mean, That's, I guess that hurt. Right? Yeah. I wouldn't feel very good about that. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like Zach would probably handle that a little differently than I would, given his beliefs, you know what I mean? Like, in my head, it's, well, you love a fairy tale more than me, or you love, you know, know, that's, and I I don't mean to say stuff like that in here, but it's just kind of like the... To you, yeah. I was like, just don't say Sky Daddy. No, I would never. She asked you for your your thought, and... (laughs) And it's okay we, to have your thoughts. We we already know I was just here, what your belief I, is. We've interviewed. Yeah. I have to worry about what Larry's going to say. Now I have to worry about what Coco's going to say. Just <laughs> know, don't yeah, say Sky Daddy. Okay. You don't have to worry about me. <laughs> I'm not going to be intentionally. I'm pull my what little hair I have out. I've left, been, okay? I've been very clear. <laughs> I've been very clear on the order of which I love. I love God first. I love my wife second because she is a gift from God that God has given me, then I love my children. Is it hard, is it hard for you too. to love, is it hard say, for you to love God more than it, it's, it, it, love your No, more. because by loving God more, then I love my wife more than I ever was capable of in the flesh. What about you, Mark? I'm curious on your position well, on that. Well, it's very interesting. Um, see, I get a lot of my, I was raised one way, didn't didn't follow that path uh fell off lost control of my life made a bunch of really bad decisions and i went through a 12-step program which by doing 12 steps it reconnects it connects me to a power greater than myself which is god is relationship with god and then i went back to the bible because that's that's what i was taught i got rid of a bunch of the wreckage between me and god and uh but that was one thing that was always um said in recovery was you need to have your priorities straight god first everything else afterwards because if you've lived a life where life where you've completely failed of your own willpower you keep continuing in something you don't want to do even even though you loathe it you can't stop it and it keeps happening over and over and over again and the only way to make sure that you don't continue in that spiral is um, to put God first is through the interventive intervention, the power of a relationship with God. And so it's only for the truly desperate 
that really understand that, you know, my force and my will and my ideas have gotten me to this point. So I can't put me first anymore because I'm an abject failure. I destroy relationships. I lie, cheat, steal, and manipulate. I mean, that was a story of my life. I was out of control. I, I couldn't, I wanted to live differently. I didn't know how to do it. So I, I did those steps and that was one thing I kept coming up with my sponsor and then was God is either everything or he's nothing. You got to put your priority right. God slash recovery first, then wife, then kids, then job. And that's the path to freedom. I so the, the 12 step Im- program helped you. Yeah, yeah it I did. think the most important part is learning that you should not be first. Exactly. You That's should like Coco. not be first. Even, Coco put even a clip of how me. Yeah. And then telling the whole world that um, that I love my wife more than I love God. You remember, yeah. you guys well, remember well, that I said that? Me and my wife say that to each other all the time. In fact, she she has said to me before, um, I, I don't want to forgive you of this, something that I did that a perceived hurt or an infraction. I don't think you deserve it. I'm mad. I don't, I don't want to forgive you, but I don't want to stand before Jesus and because that's who my number one is and have to explain why I had an unforgiving heart. And, you know, there was a part of me that was like, what, I'm not enough, you know? Um, but then the other part of me realized, well, she's coming into a beautiful relationship with God. And that's the honest truth. She's answering to her number one. I'm number two. I don't have a problem with being number two because number one is perfection and he leads us into all truth and he teaches us how to love. Okay. That's weird. That's weird. I'm going to bring up a nuance here. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with my wife putting God above me, but I don't put God above my wife. I know. Well, I mean, that's the idea. I can understand that Zach. I I can understand that. And, and I'll, and here's why, and I'll give you an example of, of, kind of my experience with that. So um, there, there was a time where um, I just, I, I kind of felt like the, I was putting in a whole lot of time in, in church. It was when I was pending a different one before we had moved in. Um, I was just, I was gone at 6am on a Sunday, not get home till three. And um, just cause we were a mobile church, you had to set up and tear down type of deal. Um, and then, you know, three hours during the week for a practice here and there. And and it was just really putting a strain on our relationship because um, I was never home and I was and like I was picking the church over him. And so I stepped back. In fact, I stopped attending that church altogether. And there was probably a time where, I don't know, four, three or four months where I wasn't going anywhere. And because I put him first, you know, I, I said, OK, well, I'm going to I'm going to step back and I'm going to be a wife first. And then this is how it's going to be. And it was really it was. It was really hard on me, and he even said to me, "He goes, why aren't, why haven't you been going to church?" And I was like, "Well, because you need me here. You know, I, I need to be home." And he's like, "Well, that's stupid. Go to church." <laughs> like, yeah, he even you. recognized that I was out of, I, I was out of um, priorities. My priorities, right, right. of course, he didn't see it that he didn't see it that that way. But to me, that's an example of when we put our spouse above God. That. Um, no, that's that, what happens. No, we that's become per- out of alignment. That's perfect. And let me, let me say that when I say God first, then wife, what I mean is in pursuit of relationship. Yeah. God first, 
because if I'm not properly aligned with God, I, I'm only speaking for myself here. I can't love my wife the way he wants me to. I can't, I can't love her the way he created a man to love a woman. Um, I have to submit to a power greater than myself first. And then I have to be guided and directed by him. And he tells me how to love my wife. He teaches me opposite. She teaches me how to love God. I've never loved anything or anyone as much as I love that woman. She taught me how to love my kids. She teaches me how I should love God. That's the opposite of it. And and that'll grow, Zach. I mean, that'll change because I, I remember that. Yeah. I was, just, I was in that exact same spot. I just feel like being honest. I know it's weird. I know it's weird to say that. You you pray for me a lot, don't you? You've been praying for me a lot, haven't you? Yeah. Heck yeah. Because she, she knows that. She knows what I've been going through. But anyway, we're at 138. It's going to take us a little longer. We're going to go around the um, room. Kristen, you know what the rounds are, right? Yep. Okay, we're going to do the rounds. Um, everybody go a little bit quicker today because we have Coco. Um, Larry. I won't take that much time. Can you look at me in the oh, eyes whenever on, I Coco. say that? We're going to go a little quicker today because we have Coco here. Larry, look at me in the eyes when I'm saying it. Larry, look at me in the eyes. I'm ready. Okay, ready? I'm going to talk to you real quick, okay? And you're going to look at me in the eye, and then you're going to respond to me. I'm okay? on you, boy. Larry, we're going to go. A- no, stop looking away. <laughs> We're going to go a little quicker today because we have Coco here. Well, you're taking up all the time trying to tell me not to talk Okay. Long. All right. I could already you get love all you. my stuff I done. love you and I know. Okay. Angela? I just want to say thank you for coming on. And um, have you tried, like, anointing his pillow or anything just to, on top of you praying for him? Um, on his pillow, no. But I have um, – put oil around the door frames of the entrance of our house Praise garage well um I, have I, a I can appreciate that too but maybe i know that he's going to be listening to this so i just um i'm just going to say it like every once in a while just do that as well and continue to pray and thank you for coming on prayer cloth underneath his pillow Boy, you sneaky Christians here dude that's Tell crazy <laughs> man backdoor Christians here mark I, I really like the example that, Christy, first, I, I can't imagine being in that dynamic. Um, that, that's that got to be hard on so many different levels. And I know that the Holy Spirit is going to be, you are going to be an amazing work in progress and are. And, uh, you know, I just love whoever it was that said grace. Well, that was you, wasn't it? You're talking about tons of grace. And, uh, you know, the example that I have, one of my best examples is Larry and, uh, and my wife, um, even though she's a believer, um, you know, Larry used that example with me and told me about his, uh, a situation with his wife. He couldn't control. Um, he could have very easily thrown his will at it and caused a bunch of hard feelings. Um, but instead he relinquished control and went into faithful prayer. And then just let her be who she was going to be and demonstrated through his own behavior and leadership something that she started to be attractive to, you know, attracted to. And slowly, and just like, you know, Larry shared about his, his grandmother, you know, you know, with Darcia, Darcia came along, the Holy Spirit began to touch her. You know, with my wife, she had, she smoked incessantly since she was four, 13 years old. And, uh, and you know, I, I 
remember thinking, you've got to quit smoking. You got, cause I, I, you know, through the help of God, I'm, I'm a slave to nothing. I'm an absolute slave to nothing. What a freedom that I have gained because of that. And I wanted it for her. And I went, you got to quit. And you got to quit smoking. And Larry told me, man, you gotta, you gotta give God's the one that's in control of that. You're not, you know? And he gave me that example. And that's what I did with my wife. And she quit smoking and she was planning on dying vaping. It it turned to vaping. She planned on taking that to her grave. She never planned on smoking. And I started praying and told God, this is your domain. If you want her to quit smoking, you're just going to have to intervene by the, by the Holy spirit. And one day she just said, she went to deliver She took a friend to a deliverance ministry (laughs) and her friend was told you're, you're delivered from smoking and uh, her friend got out in the parking lot and started smoking. And Beth was like pulled out her vape and she heard distinctly God's voice saying, no, it's you. You're done. Wow. <laughs> and she came home and she goes, I can't vape anymore. I said, what are you talking about? She goes, God told me I'm done. And it was right after I'd been delivered of it. But it was, it was really interesting. It wasn't until I'd let go. And I got out of the way and got right-sized. And the simple fact is I'm not God. I got to quit trying to be God in people's lives. Um, My own life, other people's lives, all I do is end up dividing and hurting. You know, I just needed to get right-sized, get out of the way. And then that's the hardest part is continually petitioning God and just waiting because his timing is his timing. And maybe it never happens. Maybe it does. But the peace that you can have in your heart knowing this is your job now. It's not my job. I don't have to fix anybody. Anyway, that's all I've got. Thank you for being on. It's awesome. Larry? <laughs> got it. Okay. Um, Kristen, I I will be praying for you. I know where you are. I've walked the walk, and apparently I've talked the talk enough that it has helped others as well. But it is not for Larry's glory. It is for the glory of God. Everything that you do from this point on, make it about the glory of God. He will see you seeking him, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. My verse for you is Titus 3, and it's 3 through 7. Once we, too, were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things that we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth, a new life, and through the Holy Spirit. He generously pours out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. Because of his grace, he declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit inherit eternal life. That's what I want to leave you with. Kristen, I appreciate you coming on today. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you, and I will be praying for you. Okay, Coco? Um, I don't have much. I, I think I'd rather say something to your husband, and that would just be to kind of have him let lighten up a little bit. You know, maybe go to church with his wife once in a while, listen to a gospel song. It's not going to kill him. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. I, Sing along with it. I don't know. I don't have much to add. I just... Wash uh, your pillow, bro. I appreciate the, <laughs> the opportunity getting to, to speak with you today. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Coco. Coco. Um, so for me, I, I don't know. There's just a lot of... I didn't know what to expect going to this episode, but I realize how hard it is probably to navigate a relationship like that. It's one that I don't have, a, have to navigate. That's why I think um, I, I always say I love my wife more than God is because I'm so blessed with um, what I have. Like I, don't, like, I don't treat my wife the best all the time. I'm also a business owner, and I do a bunch of stuff, and she works in the business, and she's still just right there, loves me all the same all the time. Um, I know she prays for me whenever I go through my doubts and my hard time. And, she, and I know she's praying in private. Um, and, um, I don't deserve a woman like that. And she's always there. You know what I mean? And God, on the other hand, puts me through things and makes me do things that I don't want to do. And, you know, maybe that is a, a, what a good dad should do, but I don't like it either you know? And so, um, and my wife doesn't make me do that. She's just the supportive one there, you know? So she's the blessing from God for you. Yeah. Yeah. God's the dad that kind of makes, um, I wanted to bring this up and I'll use it in my, um, point to Kristen. Cause you guys gave Kristen a note, but I'm going to say this, but have you guys heard the story of Naaman? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Naaman. Yeah. Naaman from the Bible. Yeah. He's healed of leprosy. Yeah. Uh, it, by, by dipping in the Jordan. It resonated with what I'm going through right now with how um, God, Naaman asked God to heal him. And God said, okay, we'll do this. And then Naaman was like, nah, nah I don't want to do that. God was like, well, you do that and you get healed. Naaman was like, nah, I don't want to. God, He was basically like, God wanted Naaman to do something, but Naaman wanted to do it his way. And, and then eventually Naaman finally submitted to God's will and then he was healed. And I read that and, um, I don't know, um, like Coco said earlier, maybe all this is for a purpose and I hope it is. Cause I know, listen, everybody that listened to the show, I know you can tell I'm being a negative Nancy for like probably the last 10 episodes. And I'm sorry for that, but I just, I've always promised to be real and authentic of what I'm going through. And that's, that's what I'm doing. So and for you, Kristen, I don't, I don't know if you really need to, I mean, my wife's like a very spiritual and Holy Spirit filled person and the whole anointed pillow, but I don't know if I'd be going behind anybody's back like that. I don't know if I would advise. Well, I do it anyway. It's okay. They okay. Don't she's going to do it. They don't know we'll hurt them. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure he's not listening this long into the show anyway. So, I mean, if you want to Unless you get, unless you, he's like breaks out in hives or something. He's like, what is all over my face? And I'm like, Why oh, is my pillow looking weird. You're a, you're allergic to holy oil. Maybe we do need to go to church. No, I'm kidding. But like, it's just, I don't know. Thank you for listening to our show. It means the world um, to us. And I, I don't know if I've ever heard of a story of someone that had believed for that long um, and their husband or wife didn't and that they didn't come to know the Lord. <laughs> I mean, it seems like well, there's always funny. those success stories, you know? Yeah. Maybe well, that's the only have, ones you hear. You've heard the story of, you know, um, is it Josh McDowell's story with, um, or no, maybe I'm thinking of the other one. Oh, sorry, Josh. Um, oh, geez. It was just a movie, too. Um, oh, gosh, where he was a, 
oh gosh, I can't think of the movie, but his wife came to know Christ before he did, and he went on the journey to um, kind of disprove God. He was a journalist. Ah, that is wife. called a case for Christ. Case yeah. for Christ, yep. You know, you know, Pastor books. Gary, that's been on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Pastor Gary's mom was a Christian um, his whole life. And Pastor Gary was saved when he was like 17 or 18. And Pastor Gary's dad was a pretty bad individual while Pastor Gary was growing up. Like, I'm talking about, like, I think there was abuse going on. Yeah, you can just leave it at that. Um, abuse going on. And it was just a pretty bad individual. Um, and Pastor Gary prayed for his dad to come to know the Lord a long time. And until... Pastor Gary's dad was like in his sixties or seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, he finally never too late. Finally got saved, and then Pastor Gary's dad eventually went on like he would take guys on fishing trips and sit and take them out in the middle of a lake on a boat just so he could witness to them. Hey Coco, you want to go fishing? No. <laughs> hey, me neither. <laughs> Captive audience. You, are, but, you guys already got me in the corner in the prayer right. closet. Like. <laughs> right. Well, first off, you told me to keep it short, and then you ran on for 30 minutes. Well, Let so, Kristen talk. Never, well, never give up, Kristen. Never. The, my, the, the moral of my thing is never give up. There's so many success stories in the situation. Never give up and always stay faithful in your prayer. And um, I'm sure what you're hoping for um, will come true. So um, thanks for coming on. The floor is yours. Oh, thanks, guys. Well, I just I want to let you know, first and foremost, I am not a perfect person. No, nobody is. But don't please chalk me up to be the saint who is like, you know, sitting on top of a pedestal praying for my poor husband. Oh, everybody feel sorry for me. Um, Wrong faith. I, trust me, I've, yeah. I've had enough people feel, give me the pity parties. And it's seriously, it's, yeah, it, it sucks a lot of days, but um, it's, it's okay. Um, we are celebrating 20 years of marriage in July. Awesome. Congratulations. So, awesome. yeah, Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. So I, I've been a believer for 12 years. So um, yeah, it's just, um, this is what we do. And um, I will just end with, I have Psalms um, 130, verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. Um, actually, that was a verse a day uh, a few weeks ago. And it just really, it, it stuck on me. And um, yeah, I'm just, just waiting. And I'm um, just trying to be the best example that I can be. And I'll be honest with you guys. I fail most every day. Right. Me too. <laughs> every day I fail. Amen. I mean, I we all plant. And just lastly, Zach, you have a huge burden on your shoulders. I, I really, I feel it in your voice. I have felt it in the past couple episodes. Um, you are, you are caring. You are caring a lot right now. Um, this, to, to first of all have a successful podcast that cannot be easy because you're always on edge and you always have to have things perfect and I'm sure you're a perfectionist um, and having to listen to um, different points of view that you know are not not scripturally based but like you said you start hearing the same thing over and over again you start to see a little bit of validity to it but just I just encourage you to just um, resist resist the enemy because he's coming after you, bud. Don't yeah. let him. Just keep in the word. Um, Angelo, keep putting that oil under his pillow. Don't tell him. <laughs> Are you putting oil under my pillow? Resist Do the devil really? and he will Oh, flee. my God. I never hey, thought it was happening. Uh, Kristen, I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt. But uh, what was the Psalms that you said? She's anointing my 130. pillow. 130? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the encouraging words. That means a lot. Yeah. And that's all it, I've got, guys. Thank it really you so does. Much for having me. All right. Thank you. Love thank you. Thank you sister. very much. Thank you. Take Jesus care. loves you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Are you really anointing my pillow? <laughs> Dude, oh you are. Knows. You are anointing my pillow because you just brought it up to her. And I'm like, where did you get that? You probably Googled, like, my husband's doubting. What do I do? And they're like, anoint his pillow. And she's like. Pfft. Where's that well, anointing con- oil Considering at? everything that you do. It doesn't matter. That, yeah. Considering <laughs> everything that you do. I don't think that you're doubting any more than anybody else. Probably not. I'm just probably a little I've more. Been, listen, I've been watching you grow. It. I've been I've been watching you go up the waves of an ocean. You know, sometimes you're on the high, sometimes you're down in the low. But God always balances that out for us. When we get too involved in ourself, is when we're in the low. Yeah. Yep. And when we're all about Him and everything's perfect, is when we're on the crest. Okay. But it's what happens in between those two spots. To make a lot of difference in our life. And what you have been doing, even though you feel the resistance of your flesh, you still seek God. Because if you didn't, I'd come over and beat the crap out of you. Well, yeah. You can't lead this ministry and not be seeking God. Yeah. It'll crumble because it'll no longer be about the glory of God. It'll be about the glory of Zach, and I wouldn't stand for it either. I know you would. I know. But I love it. I know. What, so what's it like being at the Help Man Believe podcast versus just listening to it? It's, Probably the same thing, It's huh? It's, it's kind of weird because I, I know it happened a lot while Larry was talking. There's something with his voice um, that just, I don't know what it is, but it's Larry's voice. And just hearing it while I'm sitting here with him, it's like, it was, it was weird. Yeah. It was almost like... He does have a voice. It's to almost him. like meeting a celebrity. I don't want his head to get real big, oh, but that Lord. was not right. not right. that he's a celebrity to me. He's or like, anything. no, it's not going to my but head. It was just like, is that really Larry? It was <laughs> right. just I per- it wasn't right. Larry's going to bust out his pen. I and personally just think that this is the worst part of the show is my voice. Oh, really? No, I really do. That's, you have the best voice hey, here. For I this. did bring something for you. Oh yeah, Zach. Oh no, no, <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Coco. Hey, it's called the Bible Promises. All right. And it, it's for you and your wife. But if you open it up to the table of contents right there on the first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's whatever issue you're going with. Ah. Then you can actually find the verses that relate to it. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of like a, a cliff notes for the Bible. I gotcha. All right. But without having to, you know, think it up and then look it up, it'll actually give you those Versus to help guide you. All right, cool. Thank you, Larry. Yeah, you can you can atheist all you want, but <laughs> the the truth of That's it so cute, the, isn't it? <laughs> the truth of it is that God's got to call on you because nobody can do those clips the way you do mm-hmm. and make such an impact on his Talented. for his kingdom without some little seed of belief something in there that God has put in you. I ought to show the videos to you of the guy that um, I said no to for you. You do. I want to see those. I want to yep. see the people you turned down, how big of a mistake you made. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. A, it wouldn't be my mistake anyway. Oh, it would be God's mistake. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, uh, see, it was already blessed. <laughs> so, That's right. Coco, was it, do you remember a show called Face the Nation? 
Mm-mm. It was either face the nation or, or I hate not having my computer the here. Press. I'm Googling the whole time. But the guy on there would always it would be like uh, three Democrats and one Republican, mm-hmm. and they just. And the guy would always go, wrong! <laughs> he would ask questions, and they'd go around the table, and he'd go, wrong, wrong! <laughs> and I'm just wondering if you felt, did you feel a little outnumbered A little today? ganged up on? No, no not no, really. We put you in the corner, too. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody I, I just, puts baby in the corner. <laughs> I didn't feel like I had too much to add, like, with all the wisdom that was coming oh, out. It was like, good. I don't know that I can, I don't know. So, Dude, it's so hard to navigate, <laughs> like, three people and a guest anyway. And yeah, there was throw five out, like, people talking man it was everybody's writing me knows like don't forget about Kristen. and i'm like i'm like i know but like it's so hard to like navigate (laughs) look at this (laughs) i do need to don't forget about Kristen. i try to get out of the way a little bit more i try i try to like let the show happen but then i gotta navigate it just like your story with your daughter and stuff like that i just felt like i needed to let you tell that whole thing but then i have this thing inside me saying like speed this thing up get it going and i'm trying to be less controlling you know what I mean? And so right. I'm just trying to let things happen the way they go. You know what I mean? Look, we, we often discount the spirit of offense. Okay. But there is a spirit of offense. Now I've learned from this church. I've never heard this before, but from this church, from pastor Kevin, I have learned that it is my choice to be offended. Whether you meant to offend me or not, I firmly believe that Satan uses everything he can possibly do to derail me okay because just like if he derails you this show stops because this is your baby this isn't mine i was called into it okay i don't have any knowledge to run this thing so he knows that if he can take out the head then the bodies will fall okay well and on, on the same way with my daughter if i take his prized possession which is my daughters, even though I didn't treat them that way, they were my prized possession. They were my loves. Mm-hmm. No matter what woman was in my life, I loved my daughter. I'll tell you, there's since my wife, and she knew that I loved my daughters. And then I was in great turmoil when she married in that form. She knew I was in great turmoil when they came to me and told me that she was going to, the other one's going to change. And then I had to accept it. But you did. You did. That's the thing. Like you do, you still loved her. You still accepted her. Like you, because still- God is in control, my friend. I'm not in control anymore. I used to think I was in control. I'm not in control of anything. Well, I'm glad you, like I said, I'm glad you baked that cake. I thought it was really big of you. A lot of Christians wouldn't have. I got pictures of it. Was this recent? Was the wedding recent? No. No, no the, he hasn't the, talked to her in three years. The wedding years. in... Okay. Right, three years. The wedding was in, like, what, 18? And I had just come to the Lord in 17. Yeah, so I think you were I really on fire for God. So you haven't talked to your daughter in three years? Actually, that's incorrect a little bit. It's almost three years. Okay. Uh, it was right, right after my back surgery in 21. And uh, so now it's coming up on 24, so... It's yeah. coming up on three years, but yeah, she, she has not, and she's pulled away from both of the other daughters. Uh, See, gotcha. The oldest one's always had a conversation with her and, uh, believe it or not, I did notice that we were checked out by her older sister, not my daughter, but my second wife's daughter. 
And we, I saw her name pop up in the, you know, checking the profile on the Help My Unbelief uh, Facebook and whatnot. So I saw her name. I know she's checking stuff out. She lives that lifestyle as well. And uh, I don't know if, I don't know if Angel's into the witchcraft part, but I know that that was part of her older sister's lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of confirmed that with certain things that I, I knew I could see. I'm not, I'm not an ignoranus. Yeah. Don't say ignorant anus. Did I say it wrong? Well, the, yeah, the, the man got in my way. You said anus. You know, don't say that. We're a we're an E rated podcast. Not anymore. Okay. I well, swear you're going to derail this. Rating just you're going to derail this rating. I would like to say that if one of them are listening and they would love to come on the show, I would like for them to email us at helpmyunbelief.org or dot com. Info at help my mom. Oh, info. Good grief. Way to put Larry on. I was like, first of all, I was like, put me on the spot. And I was like, wait a minute, Larry, that's way worse. Like, we interviewed his brother, but his daughter, good grief. God works yeah. in mysterious ways. Yeah. Email us. Jeez. She put us on the spot in, there, in buddy. That, in she? that particular situation, I give this circumstance to the Lord. Right. And it will be for his glory. Amen. If I need to sit here for this, then I will sit here for this. Dude, I, I I will throw myself on the altar of the Lord any given day on any given situation. Dude, I don't know if I would do that. I don't know if I'd do that. I don't know if I'd interview Well, my flesh it. just slapped my face. Okay? Yeah. It reached up and said, what are you saying? Yes, I am. Slapped you in the anus, You know, the, huh? first, the first time I was called, <laughs> I had a friend of mine called, call me and said, hey, my mom passed away. And I, I, of course, said, you know, my condolences. And he goes, I was speaking with my sister. And I would like to have you do the funeral. Oh, yeah. I was looking at the mirror, and I know that my brain processed, no way, dude. Mm -hmm. But what came out of my mouth was, I would be honored. And so he preached the funeral, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like... They're probably like, Larry, we've been here for eight hours. Can we go now? This is the longest funeral of all time. Yes, but, you know, <laughs> I was shooting for every one of them to repent. There you uh, go, at a funeral. The, the amazing thing was I that told we, you my we, grandpa had an altar call at his funeral whenever yeah, I was I love that. Show. I love yeah, altar yeah. calls at the funeral because everybody's thinking about what's going to happen when I die at a yeah. funeral. Yeah. You know? have, have you guys ever heard the song, It's a Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo? That's, no, that's what they will be playing at my funeral, and I'm gonna get spring loaded into my coffin. Oh man! So at the end, I'm just gonna go. Dude, you're so much fun. That's so much fun. Oh, yeah. I love that. Better seatbelt that head, dude. Can I push the button? Around. Can I push the button yes. to get you spring loaded? Yes, I'll okay. make sure it's in my will. Dude, you're so much fun for that. That's so cool, dude. I like that. Okay, well we're at two oh five. Um, I dude, I hope you come down more often and hang yeah, out in I'd, here. I'd love to. I'd yeah, like to learn how to blessed. navigate this. A little a little better the four the whole four people and a guest thing i think it'd be cool i think there are other applications that'd be cool to have an eight i've thought about doing another like spinoff of this show to where you have actually a christian and an atheist having a full-time conversation i i really think that would be you want to go dude yeah let's do it uh i think it'd <laughs> yeah, be a good show like to have a christian atheist and maybe talk about current events from both their world you know, it's kind of funny it was i was gonna like hit you up sometime to be like 
hey, I kind of want to do like my own little thing now. I'm starting to learn some of this or kind of get my foot in the door with how to, you know, where to even start with some of that. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about doing a spinoff for sure. Definitely. Seriously. So our cool. goal is ultimately full don't leave time. me hanging full time. Mm -hmm. I need yeah. a job. I'm yeah, let's do it full time. All right. Um, <laughs> we thanks, all everybody. need a job. <laughs> Larry, Larry, it's two or five. I'm done. Right, take us out. Get out of the way of the camera. <laughs> Get out of the way of the camera. <laughs> Jesus loves you. And so do I. Thank you for watching and listening. We're out. Thank you for watching or listening all the way to the end. To be a guest on the show or to get a hold of us, please contact us at info at helpmyunbelief.org. And more importantly, make sure to check out new episodes every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Central.